Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. One hour down into our second hour, although it will not be a full hour as we get you set for uh, Cardinals baseball tonight. They are matched up against the San Diego Padres. Game two of a three-game series after a 5 nothing loss yesterday. Very happy to welcome on to the program right now. Uh, he is uh, he runs thecardinalnation.com. You can follow him on Twitter at B underscore Walton. It is Brian Walton. Brian, thanks so much for taking some time. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, let's um let's get into the news from yesterday first off because Nolan Gorman was sent down. Wadnyep has up. Uh, the Gorman stuff to me is interesting because here's a guy who's a a, a big time prospect, big time uh, future member of this team, but he has just really struggled. It's a very common thing for that to happen when guys get to the big leagues for the first time. Very often they do end up uh, getting sent back down, but then he's got that power, which you feel like they'd really like to have in the postseason. There's just a lot going on right now when you talk about Nolan Gorman. That's absolutely right. And, you know, I think folks may not remember well that a lot of folks, as Nolan Gorman was hitting home runs after home runs in April and May, you know, he didn't get called up till the third week in May. And uh, from then until the All-Star break, he had an OPS of 765, nine home runs, but he struck out at about 31%. And the strikeouts have always been a concern with Nolan Gorman. But rather than improving in the second half, he slid further, batted only 207, 661 OPS, and a strike. His strikeout rates up to 35.6%. And you could just see, you know, of course, everybody listening here watches the Cardinals games or listens to them and knows the kind of at-bats he's taken lately just haven't been the kind of quality at-bats that he was taking earlier on. And so, you know, when you have a young player that's struggling like that, the right decision, you know, was to send him down. And, and Juan Yepes, to his credit, you know, was passed over a couple of times when I thought maybe he was going to be called up. When Burleson was called up, then Deluzio got called up. Of course, he can play center, and Yepes is a corner guy. But Yepes has hit the ball extremely well at Memphis all year. The year after he was the player of the year in the Cardinals minor league system and the hitter of the year in the Arizona Fall League, Yepes has 50, had 53 RBI in just 50, uh, 50 games with Memphis and an OPS of 821. So, you know, Yepes, you know, we're seeing him in the lineup. He's going to, you know, get his chance to play regularly and see if he can earn some at bats in the corner outfield where the Cardinals haven't had a lot of consistency lately. What do you think about this whole arrangement right now in the outfield where basically they've got three guys to play out there against lefties and three guys to play out there against righties? Well, you know, it's a, it's been a long time, Matt. It, it hasn't been a long time, really, but it seems like a long time ago since the Cardinals had plus defenders, you know, from left center to right. And, you know, what Oliver Marmol is trying to do is he's got an offense that's struggling. There's no doubt about that. And he's trying to find ways to get guys in places where their bats can shine. But that, you know, gives up a little on the defensive side as well. But, you know, let's face it, the, I think we all realize the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs, barring some kind of tremendous catastrophe. But unless they can get more consistent offense, it's going to be hard for them to advance. So, you know, Marmol's trying to pull out every stop he can to figure out 
Yes, he has. It's it's a weird time of year because you want to play well. You don't want to run guys into the ground. You you want to score runs. You want to give guys rest. Like there's all these kind of things that seemingly conflict against each other that teams who have big leads in the division deal with on an every year basis. Yeah, but, you know, really the guys that the Cardinals are going to need in the postseason to be hot at the same time are Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnato. And those guys have, you know, played 155, 160 games as major leaguers for a long, long time. And they're, you know, they're of the the point in their careers where if they need a breather, they're going to go to a Marmol and they're going to say that. So, you know, I think the key guys in the lineup are, are those two, certainly, and they have been all year long. And, you know, the other guys, there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, as you said, and guys like Donovan are going to be moving around. And But it uh, looks like, you know, Tommy Edmond will, you know, move around a little bit too uh, because Paul DeYoung's, you know, getting another chance. He's one of the players that, you know, is going to get to see some more time as a byproduct of these, these most recent moves. And, you know, it would be wonderful to see Paul recover somehow but, you know, it's been a really, really tough year for him. Dakota Hudson was active on the roster today. It sounds like they've not made a decision yet. At least they're not telling us what the decision is. But uh, the two possibilities is he gets put into the rotation. That gives everybody another day, including Adam Wainwright, who might uh, really be able to utilize it. Or he goes into the bullpen and he kind of goes into that Jordan Hicks role with him right now on the injured list. What would you like to see them do with uh, Dakota Hudson here from now until the end of the season? As much as I would would like to say it, you know, Hudson hasn't, you know, he hasn't come back yet from his injuries, and you know, it's his first year back after having major surgery, and he just hasn't hasn't been the guy he was before. He hasn't been consistent. He's not throwing enough. I don't think they. I think he, and barring injury to any of the other top five guys, I think he's going to be more of the latter of what you said, Matt, which is the Jordan Hicks. He shows he can consistently get out so that he'll get into more meaningful situations, perhaps to help set up Ryan Helsley. Are the, the conversations, I'm sure, already starting in the organization about looking at the schedule and trying to figure out who you want pitching when down the stretch so it lines right up going into the postseason, the, the different postseason roster decisions. It's, it's, it may be a few weeks out, but those decisions are, are, are being talked about right now. How big do you think those conversations and the implications that they have on the team right now, how does that all play into what's going on right now? I think on the offensive side, things are fairly clear. I, you know, I don't think Gorman will have enough time to hit well in AAA to earn his way back up. But I think on the pitching side, I mean, you mentioned already, you know, what's going to happen with Dakota Hudson, uh, Stephen Matz you know, is back in relief as well. And he could be a force from the left side, but they've got now these last few weeks to see if those two veterans are guys that, you know, can help them in the postseason or whether they stick with the guys that in the pen. Now the left side, of course, quite a bit with uh, Cabrera, Cabrera and McFarland, the two guys that they were counting on from the left side, both down in Memphis now. So especially he's in a position where, you know, maybe he can really help the club, um, you know, if he pitches like one would hope he would. This is the number one question I get, so I'm going to throw it at you. If you have to choose three starting pitchers to be your three guys in that wild card round, doesn't matter what in, what order they go in, who are your three starters that you would take right now? Well, I think – Adam Wainwright, unless Adam Wainwright completely falls off the table, and he hasn't been as good lately, but he's Adam Wainwright, and you know he's he's your big game guy. I I don't see how you you couldn't 
start him. I think Jordan Montgomery has been exceptional. Yeah, he had one, you know, one really bad start, but he's been exceptional since he's joined the Cardinals. Then you have to look to the veteranness of maybe of Miles Michaelis, you know, who's been a guy who is, you know, has, has pitched well for the Cardinals this year, although it hasn't been as exceptional as, as uh, he was his first year. But, you know, those are the, probably the three that, that I would go with if I, if I had to go today. And I, I know that leaves Jack Flaherty behind, but Flaherty hasn't been pitching deep in the games. He hasn't yet, you know, been the Flaherty of old. And, uh, you know, Quintana has been good. And, you know, he's another guy that, you know, is right in there. I think I would probably start him before I would Flaherty at this point. He is Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. I saw you're doing a sale uh, on the uh, remaining uh, prospect guides. Do you still have some of those available for folks? Yeah, absolutely. We do a prospect guide of the top 50 prospects plus in the system, um, and we have a lot of information about the prior year, and we have a lot of information about history, um, records, and uh, players of the year, coaches of the year. It's just a wealth of information about the Cardinals minor league system in the Cardinal Nation prospect guide. We have a PDF version that's been that's been for sale for some number of months now, and then a spiral bound version that folks like uh, feel filled with photos and graphs and and uh, you know tons of information, 276 pages. And that spiral bound guide is uh, on sale now. For twenty percent off until we run out. Have you already started working on the twenty twenty three guide? That will start in October. Um, we're, we're the, what we'll do is we'll roll out our top fifty prospects uh, for twenty twenty three, and then that will be the uh, the prospect guide. Typically after right after winter warm up uh, in in uh, you know Martin Luther King weekend in January, I lock myself up until I can get the prospect guide out with the goal of getting it out for next year on uh, February first. All right, very good. The CardinalNation.com is the website, and you certainly need to check it out. Brian, thanks so much for the time. We'll do this again real soon. You got it, Matt. All right, very good. There's Brian Walton uh, joining us. Appreciate him taking a few moments. The one area where I think I would disagree with him, and I don't, I don't disagree with his premise. I just, I know they are being so open right now, talking about Adam Wainwright dealing with kind of a dead arm. I know there's no guarantee, especially if you're playing the Padres, and it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's the baseball playoffs. Anybody can beat anybody. I feel like there's some value in giving Wainwright some time off where maybe you don't have him pitch in that first series, that three-game series. Now the risk there is that you lose the series and he never pitched. Or you lose the series and he never pitches again because at the end of the season he makes the decision to call it a career. That's the gamble. That is the gamble. You have to be so secure that you are going to win that series uh, before making that decision. But I could see some value in that three-game series going Montgomery, Michaelis, Quintana. You go lefty-righty, lefty, and you leave Wainwright where you give him a few days uh, extra and set him up for the rest of the postseason after that. Uh, you could also do something where you put Wainwright into that third spot and you hope that you win that series in two games so you get him the rest that way, but then you, you, you're you sure that he is. you're not going to end your postseason without him pitching. Um, but if you can get him some rest, when, when they're talking so openly right now about, about his dead arm, when his velocity is not – he's not a velo pitcher – but when his velocity is not where you want it to be, I think all those things are worth talking about. 
All right, we are going to uh, shift gears earlier today at the Missouri Athletic Club. The Missouri Valley Conference uh, put on their annual men's basketball media day. I got the chance to talk with Missouri State men's basketball coach uh, Dana Ford, and we will uh, replay that conversation for you coming up in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we continue on with a sports open line here on a wednesday night cardinals padres game two of the three game series tonight we're going to shift gears Talk a little college basketball. Before we know it, it's going to be the college basketball season. Leagues are holding their uh, media days. That includes the Missouri Valley Conference. Earlier today at the Missouri Athletic Club, uh, coaches and student athletes from Missouri Valley Conference men's basketball teams met with the media. Uh, I was over there, got the chance to uh, talk with Missouri men's uh, Missouri State men's basketball coach uh, Dana Ford. Uh, first question I asked him was, if this event and everybody coming together and all the teams being uh, under one roof, if this kind of feels like the unofficial start of the season. You know it does, and, and, and uh, it's a little bit early, but, but we start practice next Wednesday. So um, I, I think that things have started to move uh, up in the calendar as opposed to back. But definitely an exciting day seeing all the other coaches and players. It, it definitely starts to get your juices flowing a little bit. And I know we're really looking forward to the season. Having had such a busy offseason, it's, it's time to really get to work. I know for basketball coaches, a lot of times it's what your guys did during the offseason to set you up for the base level when you go into uh, standard practice. How did you guys do from what you saw during the offseason? Well, we were pleased. I mean, we, we had an um, eight- to ten-week program uh, that was mandatory and, and ultimately uh, turned into a, a 12-week program that our guys were able to complete. So uh, we were definitely pleased with, with building the foundation for this year's team. Uh, we were definitely pleased with our guys getting more familiar with one another as well as our coaching staff. And then we were just uh, uh, excited and pleased with learning that we, we've we been able to recruit so many competitive guys. And, and that's really going to help us throughout the year uh, because our league is so competitive. And, and if we want to continue to stay in that upper echelon of the league with an opportunity to win,
win it, then, then we're going to have to continue to bring in quality guys. You talked earlier about bringing in as many new guys as you have. As a coach, does that allow you to tweak and move the system and the program in the direction you really want it? It does, and, and that's what's been so exciting about this past off season is because we were able to go in and clean up some things that we felt like maybe should not be a part of our environment uh, as well as bring in some new coaches to give us some more innovative ideas and different ways to do things. So so we've been able to hit the reset button without having to to, to, to fall uh, into the loser circle, right? And, and, and we're not in rebuild mode. We're just trying to reignite some of the things that we've already done and make them better. I loved the answer earlier. Uh, Donovan Clay was asked what his goals were, and he, he didn't hold back. He said player of the year, defensive player of the year. Is that a legitimate goal for him? Absolutely, and, and that should be his goal, and that's the expectation for Donnie is to be the player of the year in the league because what that means is he's been a really good player on a really good team, and, and, and he's more than capable of that. Uh, when, when he's locked in, Donnie is definitely a guy uh, that can be the, the best player in this conference hands down. You also mentioned that you felt like the league got better with the addition, specific, no disrespect to you, I see, but specifically to Murray State and Belmont. How much better do they make the league? Well, they make them a lot better when you got to play against them. I mean, you know, you just just look at their history and, and you, you, two teams that consistently have gone to postseason play, whether that's NCAA or NIT, over the last 10 years. And uh, uh, no, no, no one wants to play them. And, and that, to me, is a true t- testament of how good you really are. But, but their commitment to basketball, when you go to Murray, Kentucky, it'll be seven or 8,000 fans. They've got uh, uh, players that are on three different NBA rosters. And then, and then Belmont, I mean, if we could all duplicate our programs and, 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 and we were all made to look like Belmont, then that would be pretty successful. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a challenge. And, yeah, no disrespect to who we lost in Loyola, no disrespect to UIC. They still have some work to do. But those other two programs are, are some of the elite non-Power 5 programs in the country. We're in a really weird time for college athletics, NIL coming in, all the uh, realignment as well. A lot of times when the realignment dominoes fall, mid-major conferences don't get better. To your point, it says something about the Valley that they get better in all this. You know, we did a great job adjusting and and being able to um, figure out a way to to stay relevant in in our own lane and and, and not try to be something that we're not. And and, and we went out, in my opinion, and got two of the best non-Power 5 uh, programs and those two and then we kept our Chicago market UIC they got great potential there and so I think we did a great job and, and uh, you're, you're exactly right the realignment is what has caused so many changes and, and it's you know it's all about money which is great but 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 when you think of Missouri Valley uh, the first thing you, you think of is probably not money but but just more of a development and history and it's just a commitment to the student athlete and I think we added some programs that 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 share those values the same as our, our league does. Last thing for you, St. Louis being the biggest major market to your program, is obviously an important state to you. How much time are you spending in St. Louis? What's it like cultivating the relationship with the high school coaches in this area? Yeah, we've got a couple kids that, that, that played some high school basketball here. Damian Mayo started at Chaminade, which is a great program. And then Jonathan Dunn was at Hazelwood. So we, we've got a couple guys. Uh, Josh Webster has played on our team here the last couple uh, in our first year. He was from, from the same area. So uh, it's been a city in which we've 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 definitely tried to spread our our wings at in regards to recruiting uh but also in in you know being engaged in the community i know we're doing community service today uh but um we've got a really big alumni base here in st louis prior to COVID, i made two or three trips down a year to speak to groups so um we we definitely have a great maroon nation following here and and uh, the conference tournament being here every year is a big 
big bonus for us. And I really feel like the next time we're in that championship game, we'll, we'll feel that juice from that. That's Missouri State men's basketball coach Dana Ford. Again, I had a conversation with him earlier today at uh, Missouri Valley Conference's annual uh, basketball uh, tip-off event, their media day. Uh, I also spoke with uh, Commissioner Jeff Jackson. We're going to play that interview coming up uh, later on in the week, so stay tuned for that. But I do think it's worth noting, and we talked about it a little bit there with Coach Ford. Um, We're in a period right now in college athletics where – Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12 to go to the SEC. So the Big 12 goes and tries to grab teams, and they get teams out of the American Athletic Conference. So then the American Athletic Conference has to go find teams, and it just goes down and down and down and down and down, where all of a sudden when you're getting to um, a couple rungs down, you're you're looking around and maybe you're just looking to fill a number or you're trying to you know fill a certain market. And what the Valley did in adding a couple teams specifically to Belmont and Murray State, those those teams, those schools, those basketball programs specifically made the league better. And that just doesn't happen. It's not supposed to happen. Like there'd be nothing wrong with your league not getting better when you lose one of your schools as they did. Now, they also added a UIC, and they added a UIC because they want the Chicago market. That's kind of the more standard addition that you see where maybe they don't add a whole lot to the basketball profile. No disrespect meant to you. I see they're not a great basketball school. They've got a lot of resources and being in Chicago helps. But the, the Valley was interested in them because they wanted to hold on to the Chicago market when you go lose Loyola. And that makes all the sense in the world. So that's that's kind of the more standard move you see in all this conference realignment where you lose something and you try to kind of make up for what you lost as best as you can. That that fits for UIC, but it doesn't fit for Murray State and it doesn't fit for Belmont because those are great basketball programs that are going to add a whole lot to the Missouri Valley Conference. So uh, credit to them for being able to react the way they have reacted to uh, conference realignment and really put themselves in an even better situation. All right, one more break. We will come back and we'll wrap up the program, getting you set for the Cardinals and the Padres. Another late night of baseball tonight. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Live. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Live on KMOX. Just a few minutes left in the program. Cardinals-Padres game two of a three-game series tonight. The Cardinals 
First up, score some runs. They have not scored in either of their last two games, and in their last three games, they've only scored one run, and the one run was unearned. It came when you had the automatic runner on its second to start the 11th inning, and that was the second game of the doubleheader on Saturday against Cincinnati, so trying to get things going before all is said and done. We'll be on with uh, Cardinals pregame at 745. I'll have you for that, and then we'll talk uh, after the game for uh, the postgame show and the extra inning show as well. Well, Oliver Marmel did speak with the assembled media earlier tonight. Uh, again, the move that was made today, uh, the Cardinals officially brought back Dakota Hudson onto the roster. When he made that start over the weekend, he uh, came up as the 29th man on the roster uh, for the doubleheader, and then he had to be sent back. Uh, now he is back active on the roster. Packy Naughton went to a AAA Memphis. There's not a lot of time left in the season, but just one thing to take note of with uh, Naughton going down to AAA Memphis. If in some crazy world uh, they were to bring him back and then try to option him to Memphis again, uh, he would have to pass through waivers first. This is the first year of that rule where there is a limit on how many times you can bring a guy up and send a guy back down uh, before you make him available basically to every other baseball team out there. So uh, Naughton is right there now. He cannot be optioned down again uh, without that happening. So we'll see whether or not he's got a spot on this roster. They could still bring him back and have him on the roster through the end of the season. And once you end the regular season, uh, then all that other stuff doesn't really uh, factor in. As far as Hudson goes, Oliver Marmel basically said that there were two separate uses they could go with. They could reinsert him into the starting rotation and go with a six-man rotation and give everybody an extra day. Now, mind you, there are a lot of off days right now. Uh, they've got next Monday and next Thursday off. So uh, you've, you're going to have guys pitching once a week or less than once a week if you go to a six-man rotation. That being said, you're trying to position yourself right now for the postseason, and Adam Wainwright's arm is not what you want it to be. You want him to get some life back in it. You want that that velo to come back up. He has always has thrown a good number of innings this year. So if giving him an extra day or if just skipping him, like who's going to really care that much if you skip Wainwright one time through and just put um, just put Hudson into that spot in the rotation? If you don't want to go to a six man rotation, if you want to keep the other pitchers kind of on their same schedule that they're on right now, they're already getting an extra day because of the off days. If that's what you want to do, well, then just take Wainwright out of the rotation for a time through and put Hudson in there. And then when you come back around again, you put Wainwright back in and see if his arm responds to that. Because it is important. You want Adam Wainwright to be able to help you win playoff games. And the way he has been pitching recently, he has not been overly effective. He has given up four runs in three of his last four starts. The one start that he did not give up four runs was the record-setting start with him and Molina, where there was just a ton of traffic. I think he gave up eight hits that night, uh, walked a couple, if I remember. I had a ton of traffic, but stranded runner after runner after runner, as that night the Brewers just could not come up with a hit with runners in scoring position. But he was still giving up a lot of a lot of contact, and there was all so. The bottom line is do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good about where Wainwright is at uh, going into the uh, going into the postseason. So with all due respect to the bullpen, with all due respect to the role that Hudson could fill in that, for, 
from my perspective, I just put him in the rotation, whether you go to a six-man rotation or whether you just skip Wainwright one time through and do that. Like, I don't care which one of those two uh, decisions you end up making, but I feel like that's if everything that you're doing right now is on an eye for the postseason, well, there it is. Like, that, that makes that decision very easy because that potentially helps Adam Wainwright become uh, the best version of himself going into the postseason. All right, that is it for uh, this edition of Sports Open Line. Thanks so much. We had a ton of guests. This was a fun show. Jam-packed a lot of stuff into an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, We'll be back in uh, just about five minutes as we'll get uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball coverage underway from the Cardinals Radio Network right here on KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.